Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. I'm so excited to chat with our guest today. She's joining us just a week after having jumped into the top 10 on the WTA tour for the first time in her career. And she's coming off the second biggest victory of her career, having captured the Italian Open WTA 1000 title in Rome with a nearly flawless final. In 2020, she won the hearts of many tennis players and fans all over the world while she won her first Grand Slam title, becoming a French Open champion. She's a big hitter, arguably one of the best clay court players on tour, and she still hasn't even reached 20 years old. Welcome to Talk Tennis with Tennis Warehouse, Iga. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much for the invitation. I heard so many nice things that I'm almost blushing. <laughs> well, they're all true. I mean, you are doing some amazing things out there and it's awesome. So congrats on Rome, first of all. Thank you very much. Thanks. And then I have to say, I'm like so embarrassed to even try to pronounce your last name in front of you. So I was going to ask if you have any tips or tricks so our listeners and everyone can learn how to pronounce your last name better. I know it's hard, uh, so don't worry. I get used to everybody saying it differently, but it's basically Shiontek. Shiontek. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, at the beginning of my pro career, I was um, actually saying my, my surname in English because I thought it's going to be easier. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, sometimes I said in English, sometimes I said in Polish, and people were very confused. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, better to call me Iga. I, exactly. It's so easy. I love Iga. I like that we can just use one name. You're getting there, girl. <laughs> well, I know that you do a ton of interviews and tons of chats, and you've been super busy talking to media, and you probably get asked a lot of the same questions. But today, we wanted to talk about your gear. And I see it in the background, and I've got a sneak peek racket of yours in my hands as well. So we're going to talk all about your new racket. Um, We started to see you playing with a Technofiber racket and we want all the details. So let's get (laughs) straight into it. Spill the tea on the racket, girl. What were you looking for in a new racket? And we'll go from there. Well, first of all, um, it's the product that I work with. So uh, it's really, really important. And actually, um, it was hard for me to find the proper racket. It was it was tricky from the beginning. Uh, when I was younger, I um, I really liked the liked softer rackets, mm-hmm. and actually we don't have many of that. So I tried um, a lot in my my whole career. Maybe it wasn't long, but uh, we were looking for a perfect one. And Technifiber just built the racket um, that suits me perfectly. Um, it's yeah, the combination of you know softness and um, and actually, it also helps with power and everything. So I'm really happy that um, it suits me because it's important not to have any doubts in the back of your head, you know, um, and to just be comfortable and safe that in tough moments, the, the racket is going to help you. Yeah, I was going to say, you obviously feel confident with this racket in your hand. I mean, that final <laughs> last week, you won it in under 50 minutes. So maybe you can talk a little bit about the confidence that this racket gives you. You're a big hitter. You hit tons of spin. So how does this racket help? I want my I want to have as many weapons as I can. As I, can. Um, I love to play top spin. 
And this racket really helps me to actually spin it really, really fast um, on clay course, especially. And as you could see, I played many drop shots and um, <laughs> I had actually great feeling uh, when I was playing drop shots. And for sure, the softness that I was talking about is helping with that. Um, but, you know, switching from surfaces is the most tricky thing. I, I've never played with um, these rackets on grass court, actually, because last year we haven't played on grass courts. Uh, so I didn't have a chance. Um, we're going to see how that's going <laughs> to stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. It may be tricky, but uh, I'll try. But on hard, hard courts, it also gives me a lot of spe uh, speed. And uh, when I'm approaching the ball and, um, you know, playing it off the bounce, I don't know how to say it in English. Yeah. Um, it's it's also important to have full control. And the balls are going really, really fast on, on hard courts. You know, girls are playing faster and faster every year. Um, so I can have many options, you know, on court. Yeah. Every time I go on court and hit with this racket, I try to like emulate your game and like add the variety and touch and spin. So I can see how this works for your game as well. I was playing. Oh, it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I want to hear about your experience working on creating the final product. Like how did you work with Technofiber? What was that like? And how much input did you have? Were there anything like cosmetically? Did you pick things? Basically, I loved the design from the beginning mm -hmm. and I wouldn't change a lot. Um, so actually, it wasn't hard to, to discuss that. Most of the racket is white. Um, because, you know, tennis is, tennis is like an elegant sport uh, with traditions and uh, it suits this, this discipline. And um, yeah, also the blue, it gives like girly touch. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's really, really nice. And um, actually the cosmetics are, are great. I even like the logo of Taking Fiber. So um, they, they kind of changed it like a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, it looks really fresh and like strong and uh, powerful. So, yeah. I love that. Strong and powerful weapon. I mean, it's your weapon. So that makes complete sense. <laughs> Talk to me about your history with the brand. Because I think I saw some pictures of you when you were younger and you used a Technofiber racket. So what does the brand mean to you? And how cool was it coming back to work with them? Yeah, um, I basically started with Technifiber. Um, you know, I was too young to to decide. Basically, yeah. um, I remember that my dad gave me gave me a few rackets, and this one, I don't remember the model right now because you know they they changed names. But um, I was playing with the one that had like face on the frame. Mm -hmm. You remember it? Or I don't know the name. <laughs> yeah, but they had like really cool. Um, design and I remember that uh, sometimes it was kind of scary because when I was younger that face was looking at me but really um, I, th I think it was kind of you know some kind of a god or something and um, in a child's mind the racket was really really um, good for you know imagination and I could attach per um, personally to it so um, that's why I, I chose it. And then I was playing with it for, um, for a few more, few, few more years. And, um, as I was saying at the beginning, it, it was like really soft and actually, um, it was good also for me to, to grow up with this racket because at the beginning of the career, like many children have, uh, you know, injuries because their body are not, um, you know, ready for the, this kind of movement or something. 
I didn't have many um, conditioning practices when I was at the at the beginning of my career. So it was important for me to have that kind of racket that's not gonna cause any any issues uh, in my body. And I think that was that was a perfect one. Nice. Yeah. And obviously you have good memories and that I love the imagination that you're talking about when you're little with your rackets. And that kind of leads me to another question is who should be playing with this racket? Cause I've hit it a bunch and I think it's really versatile. So I think it can be attractive to players of all ages, players of all levels. What do you think? What would you suggest? Well, yeah, I mean, of course we have to look at the details and choose the right weight and everything. But I think taking fiber have like a lot of via, sorry, English. Oh, you're good. Variety. You got this. <laughs> I'm going to use the easier word. They have a lot of options and, uh, you know, um, they're really like professional brand and they really focus on um, like technicality. I mean, it's Technifiber, so <laughs> the name says it all. Um, so I think, you know, everybody can play with that racket. Um, of course, people have different styles, uh, but it's really, it would be nice to, to choose. Um, and I think it's the, the right choice. So, yeah. Awesome. I also love that it's 298 grams because it's something that we're not seeing. Like it's not 300, it's not 290, it's 298. So I feel like it kind of stands on its own. I think that's really unique and fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, we need the exact weight, right? <laughs> yeah. Tennis is actually about details. So um, it actually tells a lot about this discipline. For sure. And how particular are you on your details? Are you one of those players that's really obsessive over it? Or are you a little more laid back? Um, you know, it depends because, uh, you know, when, when I'm talking with people about discipline and, you know, staying in routines, I'm still not the, the best one at it. So, um, you know... I have days when I can eat a lot of sweets and, <laughs> you know, have a cheap date. Um, so, like, I'm trying to find the balance, you know. For sure, on court, um, I'm taking care of the details. And yes. it's important to play, you know, a few centimeters to the left, not to the right. Um, but, um, like, in life, I'm trying to find the balance because, you know, playing on tour for so long, it can be exhausting. And adding, you know, all this stuff to it... Uh, you know, we're also human, so um, we're not robots. And uh, I like to basically have um, on tournament, have everything settled perfectly and, you know, have this kind of bracket that's going to give me confidence and also outfit and everything. But uh, like in my private life, um, I can be messy and <laughs> I can have cheat meals. So... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good example, but I know um, that totally makes sense. And I'm the same. So life is a balance and that's great. Um, speaking of details, can you talk to me a little bit about your string setup in the racket and how you maybe alter your strings depending on surfaces or weather? Actually, it was really tricky in Madrid because that was the first time I was playing there and the city's elevated a little bit. So, um, yeah, we had huge discussion about the strings because um, the balls were flying really, really high. So my coach told me to string it uh, more tight. I'm basically usually stringing um, 24 kilos. 24 okay. kilos. That's cool insight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, ho hopefully my opponents are not going to use it somehow. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, 
it wasn't actually hard to find the proper balance because I have really good strings. And, you know, uh, when I was younger, when I was younger, I didn't really um, care about that because um, I didn't really know that you can actually change that. So I was playing with different kind of strings and different kind of setups. So I feel like um, I can actually sometimes adjust, but right now I'm on this kind of level that um, I can have my strings strung perfectly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were we were changing that in Madrid because the conditions were were weird, and it's important to remember about that sometimes because you know I heard that Roger has you know six kind of strings on every match depending on uh, you know what kind of game he's playing or what the weather is. So um, I'm I'm not on that level yet because as I said, I can also adjust to the strings, but yeah, I'm also learning that. So. <laughs> yeah. And you use Technofiber strings as well, right? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I actually, um, when, when they sent me the samples, um, it wasn't like hard for me to choose because with the racket, I had like, you know, a few options and I could, you know, choose from, from them, but the strings were, were per- perfect from the beginning. So yeah, I really like them. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm talking to Tennis Warehouse, so obviously you know that, but uh, when I was talking to people that are not playing tennis, not many people know that there is like thickness of, of strings. Um, so, you know, when I was younger, I was also surprised that you can you can choose from, from these, but, um, I don't know. Do you know, do you want to know what kind of, yeah, we want to know it all. Trust me. Everyone wants to know what your exact string setup is, what gauge. Yeah. So I have like, uh, 1.25 and on, on clay court, I feel like, um, I, I have to change it. Like, you know, um, maybe like after four hours of, of playing, um, on hardcore is a little bit different. So, um, I can play with them longer, but they're really, really cool. When they're also when they're like uh, actually few few days old, you know. So that's nice because I don't have to worry that hey, I didn't string my racket in two days. What am I going <laughs> to do? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Technofiber strings hold their tension so well, and I'm sure that string also helps you generate even more spin. I saw a picture last week of you hitting your forehand with the buggy whip, and then below it was Rafa hitting his forehand with the buggy whip, and it was like, <laughs> is Ego the new Rafa on clay for women? Um, Question mark. Rafa is irreplaceable, so... <laughs> So I have to ask about Rafa. I saw your picture from after you both won in Rome and his quads were popping out and I laughed. But do you still get nervous talking to him or are you guys like besties now? Oh, uh, we're not besties. <laughs> you um, just like call him up. Hey, Rafa, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> but, um, you know, at the beginning I was getting really, really nervous. Um, then, you know, when I... <laughs> When I won French Open, I realized that um, I can't be like, you know, going around the side and just looking at Rafa and fangirling all the time. Um, so I was trying to, um, you know, change my, my attitude not, and I didn't want to be that stressed uh, when I'm, you know, asking for a photo or saying hi. But still, you know, he's one of the best out there. So um He's giving like a huge impression when he's around and uh, yeah, it's, it's hard not, not to be overwhelmed sometimes. Yeah. Well, and how about for you now you've become 
you are people's Rafa now. People look at you and you've been voted most improved player on the WTA. You've won Grand Slam. You've done all these things. How, how does it feel to be a role model for so many people? I, I like it, actually. And um, I like the popularity because mostly when people ask me about that, they're assuming that it's, you know, not nice because people are bothering or something. Mm-hmm. But they are actually great and they are really supportive. And actually, I can feel that on my matches that when um, they're there, um, it's much, much easier to, you know, play, to fight with your opponent and actually fight with yourself sometimes. So right now with covid um restrictions it was hard for me to play um with empty stadiums but hopefully more tournaments are gonna have you know fans um on the in the audience and it's gonna be possible um but sometimes when i'm a little bit tired of it i just remember that it's actually you know um also part of the the job and without the fans we wouldn't even have you know the tour and we wouldn't even have the job so um, yeah. They're really, really important kind of um, part of the sport, and you know this kind of thing that um, has really huge influence on us and on our lives. Yeah, and now people that love watching you can buy a racket with your name on it. Talk about <laughs> how cool it is to have your own autograph racket. I was super, super excited about that, and um, that's actually like. My, my only project when you can buy stuff with, with my name. So if there is like any fan out there who wants to have it, uh, it would be it would really nice. And um, yeah, I, I love it. You know, I was really overwhelmed by, by that. And um, yeah. Awesome. I'm going to ask you just a couple fun questions to kind of wrap things up. Um, what's your favorite surface and why is it clay? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was actually like raised on clay. Um, I saw in an interview or in, on Instagram somewhere that Rafa uh, said that he was born on clay. <laughs> uh, you know, in, in my case, it was actually similar because we don't have many hard courts outdoors in Poland. And, you know, uh, when I was starting as a kid, I was basically playing tennis um only, only in summer at the beginning. So we started on, on clay court. So right now I can move on it properly. And um, I'm just feeling really, really comfortable because on hard court, um, I had to actually learn how to play on hard court well. Um, and, you know, my style is just perfectly suited for clay. Yeah, I agreed. <laughs> it's well suited for sure. Um, I have loved watching you play doubles this year. Do you have more doubles for the rest of the year coming? It's been really fun to just see you interacting on the court with your partner. That's a secret. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. We'll keep that one locked up. Oh. (laughs) No, actually, um, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell that, but we're playing doubles with Bethany on on French Open. That's who I was going to ask. I was thinking of. She's the boss in our team, and I actually haven't asked her if, uh, you know, I can spread that news to the world. But, um, yeah, we're playing doubles, and I'm really excited for that because she's such a nice, you know, person, and I can learn a lot from her, not only, you know, um, doubles stuff, but also how to, you know, approach sport and how to live the tour life for so many years. She is a good one to learn from. She's a good friend of ours as well. So you're in good hands with her. Plus, I think off the court, you'll have a lot of fun and a lot of good meals. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. She's like posting 
food on Instagram like every day basically and, and, I'm, and I'm getting hungry constantly <laughs> but she's, she's really really fun so yeah that was another question I had for you is there a player on the WTA that's giving you a really good uh tip or any motivation or someone that you look up to on tour when I was younger, I didn't really have an idol. Um, mm -hmm. So Rafa was the only one that I was actually, you know, really following. Uh, and, and he was my idol. But uh, on Women's Tour, you know, I was talking with Naomi a few times. And um, she's really, really nice. And she always, you know, she's after French Open, she texted me that if I'm going to have any, you know, issue or any problem. And if, you know, winning a Grand Slam is going to, uh, be bothering me um, I can always you know turn to her and text her so that's really nice to have you know that kind of people who are um, who you know are gonna be there or something yeah so Naomi is really really nice and I think um, when she won her first Grand Slam she was really uh, I was really overwhelmed by that I was mm -hmm. watching and it was just crazy and um, yeah she's a good example so yeah Awesome. Yeah. I've seen some photos of you guys chatting after matches and it's super cute. Good little friendship besties. And that's cool to have someone that you can rely on that kind of gets understands and gets it. Exactly. Um, you have a birthday coming up. So are there any goals for your 20th birthday? Do you, are you a goal setter or? Not really, you know, I was doing that, but then I realized that, um, Sometimes when you're not going to get what you want, you, you'll be frustrated. And tennis is that kind of sport when you can't really predict what's going to happen on a tournament because you can be like super prepared, but then the other girl is, girl is going to have, you know, the best day in her life on court um, and she can, you know, beat you and you're going to be really frustrated. So, um, of, of course, you need, you know, some kind of goals I, like for um 2020 our goal was to be in top 10 um, but we couldn't do it because of covid <laughs> it actually happened uh, right now um so we're super happy but um i'm trying to be more focused on the whole process and on like small things that are really <laughs> precious and um yeah because you know winning is just an effect of all the small stuff that you're gonna do and all the work so i'm aware that you may have like a period in your career when you're not going to win and then you're going to lose the motivation. So I'm trying to be motivated by different stuff and uh, I'm not an expert at it, but I'm learning. You're so wise though, to be learning all of these things and taking this into the, you know, I your next year. Around me. I'm just repeating what they said. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. yeah keep but, those people around you then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because like my team is really important, really important for me. And basically um, I'm a perfectionist. So, um, and I love to win. Um, so I'm talking a lot with them about, um, you know, the process and everything that I said um, earlier, because, you know, we have, we're going to play tennis until we're, we're 30 and then we're going to finish. And what's then, right? You have to have like something uh, in your life that's going to be precious as well, not only career. So, um, they show, they have shown me like the different perspectives. So yeah. Awesome. Well, I am very respectful of your time and I don't want to go, um, over or anything, but I just wanted to close out with some little sound bites about the racket, if you don't mind. So why should someone try your Technofiber racket? 
Um, I would say power, the feeling, um, the softness, and the design. Nice. <laughs> um, what's your favorite part of your new racket? Um, that I'm feeling, you know, comfortable with it. And it gives me a lot of confidence on the court because that's the most important thing for a player. Nailed it. <laughs> good? Perfect. Iga, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me and talking about your gear. I'm wishing you all the best for the French Open. Can't wait to see you defend your title there. I'm hoping this was one of the few interviews you had to do today that didn't bring up the French Open and how you're feeling, because <laughs> I know that can get exhausting. <laughs> thank you so much for taking time to chat about your new racket and your strings and everything in between. This was a delightful conversation and We're wishing you all the best from Tennis Warehouse. Thank you very much. It was really nice. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, happy hitting. Hi, it's Iga Sviadek. Sorry, that's English. You messed up your name? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I did actually because I was studying Sviadek for a few years and then people told me, hey, you should say it as it is in Polish. So Say it in Polish. <laughs> Hi, it's Iga Sviadek and you should go on Tennis Warehouse to buy my new T-Rebound 298 by Technifiber. <laughs>